Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 24 for me and season 28 for George. This is day 14 of season 96. The first question asks us for the Clinton advisor and Grecian president who had the same last name in the 90s. I figured this had to be, uh, the advisor had to be George Stephanopoulos, um, and I didn't think too far beyond that. That came right to mind. Uh, I tried to think about uh, what was the last name of Ariana Huffington before she got married. Um, but I didn't think that she was a Clinton advisor back at that point. She, you know, along with her husband, started the Huffington Post and that became influential and, and so on. Um, but I didn't think that, uh, that that quite fit the bill for the question. Um, Stephanopoulos seemed much more likely, and I know he was in the Clinton administration, so that's what I put down. Yeah, I figured this had to be Stephanopoulos. Uh, I misspelled the name, though. Ah. Uh, I spelled it uh, P-O-L-O-U-S instead of P-O-U-L-O-S. I think <laughs> that, I think I'll get it, because phonetically it's the same. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if there but, are Stephanopoulos's in the United yeah. States who'd agree with you. Yeah, there's spelling. that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, ditto. Yeah, I just, I, I had no idea that there had been a president of Greece by that name, but it made mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. And he, George Stephanopoulos was the most prominent Greek democratic advisor I could think of. <laughs> yes. So, yep. And that was the correct answer. Uh, question two gives us the names of uh, a diverse-ish group of actors and asks what tragic Parisian hero they've all played on film. So I couldn't tell it from the from the actors. Mm. Absolutely could not figure that out. Um, but so I, I tried thinking of tragic Parisian heroes, and in this case, the parenthetical note is really what did it for me. Note the actual name is required. Mm -hmm. So uh, not Jean Valjean, because sure. that's the name. Like if you were more more. Uh, more famously known as prisoner number whatever from the song, mm -hmm. then okay, well, yeah, maybe, ah, you know, sure. maybe Jean Valjean would have been obscure enough that uh, that, that would have been a, a decent guess. Uh, so I, I, I tried thinking of like Parisian heroes, like it was the Scarlet Pimpernel a mm. tragic Parisian hero? No, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Um, so I, I finally just tried thinking, okay, tragic Parisian in particular hero. Tragic hero. Who's a tragic hero in Paris? And it hit me, oh yeah, Quasimodo, the hunchback. Mm. And I had to I had to look at the actors again and think, has any of these people played Quasimodo? I have no idea. <laughs> I thought, okay, so who voiced Quasimodo in the Disney version? I have no idea. <laughs> Might it have been Tom Hulse? Sure. Might it have been Mandy Patinkin? Okay. Yeah, any of those. Uh, might Lon Chaney have played Quasimodo? Absolutely. Might Charles Lawton have essayed the part? Yes, clearly. Mm -hmm. Anthony Hopkins? Sure, why not? He's done everything. <laughs> Dude's been in Hollywood for a hundred years. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I, I figured I'll go with Quasimodo. Yeah, this one I... I tried to come at from a couple different angles. Um, the One of the first ones that came to mind is the Phantom of the Opera, 
which fit the bill with, um, you know, there's that character that's the Phantom of the Opera or the Phantom. Um, and I thought, but I don't know his real name. And I really, I, I don't oh, think there yeah. were that many um, film adaptations of the Phantom mm. of the Opera either. I could have seen Lon Chaney being one of them, though, because um, he did a lot of uh, monster movie type things. And, and that might have been done in the black and white you know, era. Um, but that's a lot of what this question came down to is really thinking like it has to be a story where there's been at least one, two, three, four, five movie adaptations of it. And I thought about um, Cyrano de Bergerac mm -hmm. and it mentions, you know, others that, you know, these are among the actors who portrayed things. So I thought mm -hmm. about Cyrano, for example, because, um, you know, you've got a, uh, uh, Steve Martin playing mm -hmm. the the equivalent in Roxanne, and you've got you know other um, there are probably other portrayals you know that may not be as recognizable in Hollywood for that. Um, the French guy, what's Deberdo? I believe played him. Right, right. Um, mm -hmm. And so you know maybe they're just trying to mislead there, but I thought that's the actual name, and there's not some other alias or character description that is associated with Cyrano de Bergerac. It's just Cyrano de Bergerac. So I kind of ruled that one out. Um, and, you know, I, I thought, you know, it was more likely to be a little more towards it. I thought of Jean Valjean because he had some alias as like the factory foreman or whatever in mm -hmm. Les okay. Mis. Yeah. Um, but I also eliminated that based on the number of portrayals. I don't think all of these people have been in some sort of an adaptation of Les Miserables, um, apart from the musical one. Um, and so I thought, no, it doesn't quite fit. And then I did finally think about uh, Quasimodo and thought that makes some sense because he would also be known as the Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is the description of the character and a phrase by which he's known, but not the actual name, which is Quasimodo. And then it kind of all fell into place like that um oh i thought about dr jekyll and mr hyde too but i was like that's not mm. yeah, parisian, not parisian. Yeah. um and i also couldn't verify for myself like do i really think all these people played those any of those other characters do i think they played quasimodo i was pretty sure tom hulse was the voice of quasimodo um in the disney version i think i looked that up some while back because Amadeus came up in some other mm. perhaps trivia adjacent way. And, um, I wanted to remind myself of his career. He, um, was like a musical, uh, person obviously. And, and just yeah. like, um, you know, playing Amadeus, but also, uh, other musical theater type things. I thought that fit. I thought Lon Chaney could definitely have played the Hunchback of Notre Dame. And mm -hmm. I, I want to say, I don't know if it's his portrayal or Charles Lawton's or, Famous for uh, shouting sanctuary. Is uh, that? Okay. That One sounds those... more Lawton-y, but I'm not sure. Okay. More more towards that golden age, I guess, of Hollywood type of thing. Um, the other ones, I was like, I don't, I, I couldn't rule them out from portraying <laughs> yeah. Quasimodo. And I thought there's probably been a lot of uh, these adaptations, you know, over time. Um and so it's probably, these are actually probably some of the more prominent ones. Um, and it's just saying it's among the actors because there's probably lots more. And how would you, you know, you can't list the whole Wikipedia articles worth <laughs> of people. So um, 
a very long and roundabout way of saying I also put down Quasimodo. And that was correct. And a an acquaintance of mine pointed out while we were discussing today's questions that uh, Quasimodo is the week after Easter, or the Sunday, the week after Easter, right? Uh, on the on the church calendar. So this is the equivalent of well, we found this baby on October thirty first. Let's name him Halloween. Sure. Good old Arbor Day. Um, <laughs> ringing the bell there. Question three asks us for a golf term that technically means a seaside course with firm sandy soil, but is often used to refer to any golf course. So one of the few terms I know for that is sort of um, an idiom, I guess, to refer to a golf course is the links. You go out and play around a golf on the links. Um, and I didn't realize that it was previously kind of restricted to this one type of course. Um, but I could not bring myself to think of any other uh, terms that really fit this this idea Um that can refer to any golf course. You know, that's as far as I know, that's the links. There's not really another, um, you know, widespread term like that that I thought would fit. So oh. I put down links. Ditto. Uh, yeah, I just, no, my first thought of a term for a golf course is the links. I have no idea that that is, whether that is, in fact, just this one particular term. That makes me wonder... What are other golf courses called? Mm. Like if you know, the the existence of a term for a f seaside course with firm sandy soil implies a non seaside course with you know different soil is called something else. Sure. But as far as I've been able to think all day, and I've been thinking <laughs> about this on and off all day, because I don't want to look it up. I'm not quite that obsessed with it, but it mm -hmm. pop, it's been popping into my head over and over again. Like, <laughs> so what else is there? But yeah, I, I also uh, kind of took a took a runner on links. And that was the correct answer. I will say one of the golf courses that my high school team played on a lot was called the Moors. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not sure that that's a generalized term for well, the type of course. Yeah, that that's different. I mean, that's a a thing independent of golf. Also, that like yeah, there there are true. Moors that have nothing to do with golf. There are not links, mm -hmm. as far as I know. Yeah, anyway, that's maybe, true. Maybe that's a, an old British term for any seaside with firm sandy soil. and it's, I don't know. Yeah. We'll never know. We're nope. going to move on. Um, question four asks us to identify a West African country uh, whose name includes the name of its capital city to distinguish it from another one. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not good at African countries. Mm -hmm. uh, I, <laughs> I've been to a couple. And those are the ones I know where they are, and I'm not 100% that I could point to at least one of those on a map. Mm. But so, yeah, I just, th this is not a thing that uh, that I learned at any point in school, because, mm. you know, I went to school in America. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I've occasionally dabbled in trying to figure out the map, and I just, mm -hmm. I, I haven't been able to commit it. Uh, at all to any form of memory so mm -hmm. especially the smaller countries i'm completely uh bereft of and mm. just uh all i could think of was i know there were like multiple congos mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i think are more southern africa but i was thinking well maybe it's like on the western side of south africa or the southern half, half of africa the sub-south um so and, and I think like one of them, 
the capital is Brazzaville. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Congo hyphen Brazzaville, Congo Brazzaville, just like stuck in my mind as a thing. Mm. Uh, so I thought oh, maybe, you know, I, I remember that there was, you know, that there are multiple Congos. So maybe one of them, the, the smaller one is called Congo Brazzaville. So sure, we'll go with that. This is one that I think I is probably one of the ones I can attribute directly to playing Worldle. <laughs> For those of you who are not familiar, it is basically a guess the country game that's sort of based on Wordle. Um, it doesn't give you it gives you a few tries to try to guess and everything. And then it gives you like a percentage correct based on how far away the country you guess is from the correct answer. Um and the interesting thing about it is, uh, and then you guess again, you know, based on that kind of, you know, deducing from that information, what the country might actually be. Um, and recently, and I mean, like within the past, I don't know, probably in the past, you know, calendar or past 12 months or so, um, they have started doing bonus rounds on the quiz so that you don't just guess the country you guess the capital city and you guess the flag and you guess the currency and get population and things like that. Um, and so I don't know if it was a failed guess, uh, probably because this is one that I feel like is not a, you know, it's a small country. I wouldn't say it's in the news very much. It's, you know, um, it's not something that kind of crosses my awareness, um, you know, on a regular basis, but I probably got the name wrong and kind of made a note of it relatively recently, um, or got the the capital itself wrong or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, to back up to my process a little more, um, I looked at these in the morning and had to let this one rattle around a lot, um, you know, for maybe a good hour or two, um, and then came back to it and looked again. And I've been trying to think of, like, I, I know some of these little, little as in geographically small countries that are in West Africa, like Togo and Benin and Cote d'Ivoire and like different, um, you know, I'm learning some more of the names to kind of, you know, shuffle around and try to, to think of. Um, and so I thought, this is a country that is a two word kind of country. And, um, like I probably have heard of it cause there's not that many of those. Um, and they stand out a little bit because of having more than one word in them. Uh, and so when I came back to it after a couple hours, um, Guinea Bissau popped into my head and I thought, yes, I think Bissau is the capital of that country. I know there's also like an equatorial Guinea. Um, and you know, a friend of ours pointed out there's guineas elsewhere in the world uh too um just because mm-hmm. it means vaguely foreign you know in french i guess mm-hmm. um anyway uh once that popped in my head it just kind of was like yeah i guess that that checks the box it's got that because i think what i had gotten wrong is um i guess i i didn't know the capital name for guinea bissau i thought it's just or or I did, and like sometimes you can pick from a list in that bonus round. So if the answer was Guinea Bissau, I probably didn't guess it. I don't know. Anyway, it came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
is to say, like, I think playing the game is making some more country names more salient to me mm -hmm. so that I can pick things out of a category instead of sure. just being overwhelmed at the possible options and all the ones I'm probably forgetting. Um, so at least for me, that seems to be making a dent in my geography lack of prowess. Mm. And I put down Guinea-Bissau. Okay, and that was correct. How about that? Question five asks us for a restaurant in Copenhagen, which is closing next year, a three-star Michelin restaurant, and its name is an abbreviation of the Danish words for Nordic and food. Yeah, so this is an interesting one because I I knew I had read about this restaurant and its closing, and really only in the context of it closing. I, I don't know, you know, I guess just because it's a three, Michelin three-star restaurant, um, that kind of makes the news worldwide because that's an incredibly high level of a designation mm -hmm. um, for a restaurant to attain. Um, so I had read about this and probably in my news reader saw a headline about it. Um, and I knew it was a short name, like probably four letters. Um, I thought it probably started with N-O for like Nordic or Norska or some variation of, you know, nor something um, as the Danish version of that word. Um, then I was left thinking about the food part and I just tried to rattle around some different syllables in my head. Like it's not nori because that's, you know, a sushi term or it's Japanese food. It's not nobu because that's another sushi restaurant I know of. <laughs> like, so it finally came to mind, like, what is the, if I try to think of what I think is the word for food in Danish or a similar language, somehow um, Mork came to mind. Um, and I don't know why that, like, I don't exactly know why I think that. If that's gibberish uh, to all you Danish speakers, I apologize. It's just kind of, it, it's probably more likely that I'd read about the restaurant and my brain was sort of grasping onto, um, you know, that second syllable in, or the second couple of letters in the name. Um, and so I debated a little bit between, um, Nomo and Noma. Um, I went with Nomo. I don't know why it sounded a little bit more right to me. Um, but I, you know, I, I thought that was probably as close as I was going to get and at least wouldn't sound like, I don't know, something racist. I, that's, that's my implicit goal and everything is just <laughs> not to accidentally be really offensive with what I, uh answer as a guess so i put down nomo n-o-m-o -O. reasonable uh yeah i also kind of figured that well the danish word for nordic can't possibly be nordic <laughs> uh, or anything like that so uh I, I went kind of the other direction and figured okay maybe it's like danska because mm. maybe you know the danes figure well the nor you know, the Norwegians aren't the only Nordic people. <laughs> we're the we're the true Nordic people, so all Nordic ah. people are Danska, Danish, mm. something like that. Okay. And I had to figure, okay, so what's the Danish word for food? No idea. Mm. That, for some reason, I, I couldn't even think of a German one that kind of worked for it. It just, for some reason, that, you know, I didn't keep that from my GI German that I learned 25 years ago. Um, so I kind of figured, well, maybe it's like Biddles. <laughs> uh, you know, in the, in the classical sense, victuals, but mm -hmm. pronounced vittles. So I thought, well, maybe it's Danvit. Okay. Danska vittles. Sure. Danvit. 
the correct answer was Noma. Noma. N-O-M-A. So good job, Brain, almost getting there. Uh, three quarters of a point. Maybe by the sound alike rule I might get it. I don't know. <laughs> Wish me luck. But I'm not sanguine about it. Uh, question six finally asks us, what do you call those statues on Easter Island? Uh, well, of course, I know this because of civilization. One mm-hmm, of the city-states mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, that you can uh, become the suzerain over in the latest edition is Rapa Nui. Ah. And becoming the suzerain over Rapa Nui uh, gives your builders the ability to construct moai, <laughs> uh, which gives you, I think, a culture bonus. I forget what exactly. Hmm. Um, I, I believe they're also called just colossal heads or something <laughs> like that. But, yeah, it's uh, so that's... I, I think I'm probably knew it independent of that uh just because you know easter island is a fun thing to study when you're a, a dork and uh but and i think i i read something very recently like within the last week or so about how they discovered a new unknown moai mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the island it, it was That's like right. in a lake or something and yay climate change has mm-hmm. you know dried the lake out enough that they looked down and said hey wait a minute there's another one <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I knew this was Moai. Yeah, this is one that I was like, I know I've heard of this. I know I know this one. Um, gotta let my brain just take some time and meander over to it. Mm. Um, and kind of at the same time that I came back to the, um, the Guinea-Bissau question, um, I took another look at this question and thought, oh, that's the Moai. Um, I've, I've read about that. Um, it's, you know, a very distinctly Polynesian or, you know, Pacific Islander sounding word. Um, and so, yeah, once, once that kind of just popped in, I, I didn't have any question that that's what I would put down Moai. And I was correct. Indeed. So I had four. How much of a day for me? I, I, I don't know whether I have five or six. I have deferred buying myself a diet cheer wine because um, uh, I, I can't celebrate the beer quite yet. But I think there's a chance because, um, hey, I got pretty I got three quarters of the way there sure. and only the vowel was a little off. So uh, we'll see how generous the commish feels about it. Um, but also very glad to, you know, grab Guinea Bissau. I didn't I think that potentially will play pretty difficult. Um, and. All the others worked out, so I'll take it. Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.